0: And better than ever, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season, and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. But online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V five zero. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is uh, Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, December 20th, 2021, just uh, five days away from Christmas wishing you all a uh, happy day holiday season and um, looking forward to uh, this week's show and obviously being with you throughout the rest of um, uh, of this year and obviously into 2022. So this is uh, episode 51 of season three. So we will uh, have season four beginning um, there in January, but uh, Today's, uh, episode is, is all about athletes, uh, leading the drive to web 3.0. And we're going to get into sort of what web 3.0 is, this is a sort of a a newer concept that's come about, about the sort of decentralization of, um, of platforms. So making it easier for people to consume content for people to have more uh, control over the content that they consume kind of the Burger King, have it your way uh, type of consumption, right? With regard to entertainment media and sports content. So this sort of idea of athletes leading the drive to web 3.0, I think as we sort of survey the landscape, uh, when it comes to um, entertainment media and sports, we can see that uh, current and retired professional athletes are really leading the charge uh, when it comes to brand creation, uh, performance, and platforms. Uh, social media is at the forefront of that, and uh, frankly, and I've I've spoken about this before and written about this before, and I'm sure it's been written about a thousand other times in other places. But uh, social media really is the catalyst to name, image, and likeness. It's the catalyst to this sort of direct to consumer. Uh, consumption uh, idea, uh, and really social media, in my opinion, uh, is to brand distribution and engagement uh, as the printing press really was to the mass consumption of books and reading. Um, So when you combine social media uh, with internet access, it really provides for unlimited distribution and reach of an idea, brand, or person, uh, sometimes all three in one. But I think, you know, again, it's the social media aspect that I think is the key to this because normally you have a broadcast avenue, you may have a print news avenue, uh, you may have a website avenue, but of course there's limited space on those, right? I mean, you can have multiple pages on a website, but in terms of like direct engagement, people are not going to comb through a website unless they're researching something. And broadcast wise, you know, you don't have all the time in the world to sit around a TV, and watch, uh, live television. And so this is where platforms and everything else really come into play. And I think is, um, sort of really important, right now when thinking of social media, it is, it is really the power of the network that drives the growth, right? So the stronger your network, the stronger your brand is going to be, the stronger your outreach is going to be. So this means that the more followers, the more friends, the more likes, impressions, and comments you have, um, the better engagement you're likely to have. And of course, engagement is the key here because you could have a million, two million, whatever followers or more, but unless your audience is really engaged in your content, you're not going to get too far, right? It, so engagement is the key ingredient here. And of course, you know, again, the better the engagement, the more people see an idea and a brand or a person or, or again, all three. So um, the move uh I, you know, again, the more viewers that uh, that you're going to have, um, you know, generally means the more you're going to get paid. And a lot of these platforms will essentially lay out, you know, uh, a sort of a scale, and they'll say, you know, you have this many, you know, followers, this much engagement, this is what you're going to get paid. And of course, there's really three buckets to that, right? When you're talking about social media influencing and engagement, obviously you have your general advertising uh, straight up brand promotion, uh, getting paid for it, that sort of thing. Then you have the idea of maybe taking a piece of a company, you take an ownership of a company. And then really the third piece is going to be whether you get product. Uh, sometimes it's all three. Sometimes, uh, it's not, but uh, that's kind of the layout of it. But again, in this whole athletes leading the drive to web 3.0, there's really a foundational element in growing a brand. And, uh, it is in creating uh, good, genuine, and truthful content. If you're trustworthy, people can trust you. You're putting out good content, whether that be funny or what have you. This is going to put you in a in a good spot, you know. I think. And so, um, again, I think the key here is good, genuine, and truthful content. Now, with good content comes fame and recognition. Uh, but as uh, Jay Z would say. Uh, famously fame is not the goal you have to emulate the process not the end result Uh, and that's paraphrasing him uh, but sort of maybe another way to say it would be success is in the process right a good brand creates good content Uh, and so what most people see is they see the tip of the iceberg they see um, sort of what's above the water right but below the water is uh, a huge foundation of work and hard, you know, hard work and ethics and morals and people that have supported them along the way. So, um, you know, again, something to keep in mind as sort of we're talking about this athlete leading, you know, athletes leading the drive to this uh, sort of Web 3.0. So I think it should come as, not should come as any surprise that athletes are really leading in creating platforms um, that allow for talent to consumer and consumer to consumer engagement because, or even talent to talent engagement, because, you know, ultimately they're the ones creating the content. They're the artists, right? The athletes are the artists. The entertainers are the artists. Um, The folks who are writing, the folks who are directing, producing, and pushing content Getting content out there, uh, these are the folks that um, uh, should be leading the charge, right? Because they're the ones creating the information, they're the ones creating it and putting it out there, and uh, uh, allowing consumers to basically enjoy uh, their content. And this is obviously the the great example that I can think of is is Larry David. You know, he, he's the writer and you know co creator of Seinfeld, and um, and then of course now he has Curb. Uh, which is uh, you know a very popular show, Kirby Enthusiasm a very popular show. So again, but you know, Larry David was a writer, right? You know, he was writing things. He was a co-creator. He was you know directing things in that way. Uh, but now to have his own show. And sort of I think that's um, maybe a, a, a small highlight, but um, you know, but a, but a highlight in the sense of not directly what we're talking about, but I think that it sort of shows, uh, where things are going and how things are changing. And I think as we sort of think about this, again, the sort of athletes leading the drive to web 3.0, which we'll we'll get into detail here in the the uh, the second part of the show. But again, athletes are the creators, right? They're the ones putting the content out there. So I don't think it should come as any surprise that uh, that they're the ones that are sort of leading the charge in terms of social media and that sort of thing and creating platforms and, Creating opportunities for for investments, I think social media provided uh, an avenue for that that didn't exist previously. But um, you know that's sort of where we are with that. But let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back to the uh, second part of the show. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift that they'll never want to take off, price they'll never have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, Never a Dull Moment. All right. Thank you, folks. That was our sponsor, Lightbox Diamonds. And uh, so let's get back into the second part of the show here. And we're talking about this sort of athlete-driven sort of uh, leading the drive to Web 3.0. We've talked about sort of the importance of good and genuine and truthful content, the importance of emulating success in the process, uh, not, um, not sort of looking at, uh, this idea, um, of, you know, just sort of seeing the success. Right. So again, uh, but I think it's also no surprise that athletes are sort of at the forefront of this since they are the creators. they are the one performing on the field or the ones with the brands, the personalities, this sort of thing. And the bigger the brand or the bigger the personality, the bigger the performance, likely, uh, the larger your brand is going to be. So I want to give a few examples of this, and then we'll get into Web 3.0. So uh, basketball icon Michael Jordan, right, and his son Jeffrey have just launched a company called um, Air.com, and Air as in like uh, trust and estates, as in like um, something passes to an Air, right? Like you have a you know property and it passes to an Air. So it's Air, uh, air Inc., which is an app name for the duo, considering uh, the father-son relationship. They've a, they have some other investors as well. But the app allows athletes to connect with each other, their fans, followers, Uh, So this whole whole sort of talent-to-talent connection, talent-to-consumer, consumer-to-consumer, sort of direct-to-consumer connection. Um, So the platform allows for that. It'll launch in 2022, but it'll do an interesting thing as well, which kind of gets into this Web 3.0 thing, is that it will also share viewing and listening interest from uh, athlete Netflix and Spotify accounts. So, uh, in some, in some way it's reverse cookies. So we're cookies with regard to Google, the sort of idea of you click on a website, it'll follow you and sort of see what your interests are unless you sort of, uh, click out of the cookies or, or opt out or what have you, or this whole like thing, when you go to a website now and it says, you know, do we agree to the, the cookies policy of this website? And you generally can, um, you have a few options and one of them being only have necessary. And the other is, you know, sort of, you know, full performance, but anyway, the point being here is, is that this app will allow for um, athletes to basically show what they're watching, show what they're sort of listening to, which frankly could be a great, it's a great advertisement for Netflix and Spotify, and whatever other platforms are involved, because it's going to sort of highlight their programs. Um, again, as I mentioned, the program will launch in 2022, or the platform will. It will also allow for NFTs, It'll create for opportunities to um, have a more like exclusive connection through a thing called huddles, where you basically fans and followers can pay a fee to have direct connection um, with these athletes. And again, AIR is part of this push to web 3.0, and it's where consumers have more control over the content they want to consume. It is really a decentralization um, of connection, of not having to go to so many platforms of being able to see content and consume content in one place, in many ways, this is kind of like Hootsuite, uh, which is a business tool where you essentially you sign up for it and you get an application, a dashboard of applications that allow for seamless interface uh, among social news, gaming content, what have you. So that's what sort of Hair is um, or Air is trying to do, and uh, we'll sort of see how that plays out. Uh, Again, that launches in 2022. And then we also have football icon Tom Brady. Um, Like Jordan during his career has launched uh, Brady, uh, which is an apparel line. And of course, Jordan launched this a lot sooner through shoes and uh, obviously had a lot more popularity of the particular shoe during his career. Whereas Brady uh, may have had an Under Armour shoe or some other brand, but uh, this is the first that Brady has gone out on his own to create his own brand. Um, now again, Jordan was able to do a lot of that through Nike and they were able to build that out and create something, which was, you know, he was really the first of his kind to do that, uh, on a, on a very large scale, maybe even on a small scale to begin with. But so Brady, uh, is using Tom Brady's using this sort of new NIL era to sustain growth and opportunities for college athletes. So he's using NIL, um, you know, and they're using it both. I mean, you know, the mm-hmm. athletes are going to benefit from this in terms of being sponsored by Brady and getting paid and uh, getting paid to post, getting paid to have different opportunities. And of course, Brady's gonna, you know, a benefit from this because this is his brand, right? So he'll get more sales and this sort of thing. And we'll see sort of where this brand goes. So now again, Brady's popularity and success is gonna help drive this brand, but uh, so will the partnered athletes that he has. Uh, their success on and off the field will be equally important uh, in my opinion. Now, the Brady and Jordan examples both follow this sort of web 3.0 um, in that there's this continuous current push to see athletes and talent in the entertainment media and sports space to c- connect directly with fans and followers. Uh, it's also a time where we're seeing athletes and talent that are being empowered to express themselves through brand partnerships and investments. Um now there is an interesting sort of phenomenon with these, and uh, I think three concerns or three things to think about are raised. Uh, the first is is that as people continue to control the news they consume, it is both refreshing, uh, but simultaneously siloed, meaning that um, you're constantly filtering out things you don't want to see. You know the liking, the reposting, the retweeting, the resharing, the viewing. That is all collected by these platforms to basically tell them what you like. So you're going to continue to see more of those things, or more things that are similar to that. Now that can be dangerous, right? Because maybe you don't get some ideas, you don't get some, uh, you don't get to see certain things. Um, I will say one of the great things about Spotify is that when you listen to music on it, it will allow you to, um, it'll encourage you to look at other, you know, musical genres, and it'll say because of your listening habits. You know, we think you might like this or that. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, Netflix, I think, does some of that. A lot of the other platforms probably do that now. But that's sort of the first issue, this idea that you're getting the content you want, but your potential is to be siloed in that and to not see other stuff. Um, the second is that there's this idea there's a constant blurring of the lines between politics and sports. And of course, Hollywood has seen this, right, too. The Academy Awards uh, has seen viewership go down for, for, for years now, and the argument is that, well, you know, maybe it's because uh, a lot of the actors uh, and producers and, and directors are pushing their politics and using the Academy Awards to uh, express political opinions versus express appreciation for the opportunity, express appreciation for the people that they worked with, which I'm sure they do. And I know that they do. But again, it's this constant blurring of the lines between entertainment, sports, and politics. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, which so is something to keep in mind as these platforms begin more, become more direct to consumer and what people are pushing out there. Now, the other side of this is it also may provide the direct connection from athletes to their audience. So they can say their message directly versus you know through somebody else, through a third party. The third sort of thing to think about when we're talking about this web 3.0 of um, connectivity, decentralization, Uh, you know, a place where people can seamlessly connect with multiple platforms and, and uh, view things about people that they like and want to follow. So the third issue is that it does establish this sort of wonderful free market of ideas and consumption um, that is amazingly beautiful, uh, but also requires some new compliance and precautions, especially as we're talking about sports gambling as we're talking about some of the NIL violations that have already occurred in, in uh, college sports. Uh, one thing about this, though, is that compliance departments will definitely um, be busy, and it's likely to meet, uh, lead to more jobs and opportunities in that sense. Now, it, it is also interesting, too, that the representation side of the business with regard to, let's say, UTA or CAA or WME, the big three sports entertainment agencies, Uh, at least for the largest uh, wise. And of course, CAA purchased uh, ICM recently. So it's the big three versus the big four now. But it's interesting because even the agencies have moved more towards like a public approach or more towards a directly consumer approach as they've gone public or are considering going public. Uh, WME uh, through their parent endeavor has gone public. CAA um, is looking at it. And of course, UTA is looking at it. Um, So, It's it's an interesting proposition, Um, you know, and we'll sort of see, I think, agencies being in in the role that they are. Maybe they begin to push for more client ownership and and control and branding endeavors um, or create their own platforms where it makes sense. Now, albeit uh, those opportunities are going to be rare, right? The two examples we gave were Tom Brady and Michael Jordan, um, maybe two of the most iconic athletes in professional sports, maybe of all time uh, at least with football and basketball. Right. So, um, you know, then two very popular athletes and, um, and, and sort of well-performing. So we'll sort of see where this goes, but again, I think it creates opportunities for direct consumer creates opportunities to, um, you know, open up this sort of, um, I, you know, ideas, flow of ideas, flow of, uh, commerce, um, but we just have to be careful about a few things and, you know, namely being siloed with regard to information or, um, this idea of sort of politics and sports, what does that look like? And of course, this idea of sort of compliance, right? Making sure we're, we're being compliant and, and sort of, um, direct in terms of our, uh, our approach and, uh, things to whether it be truthful and honest or, or what have you. So. I think, you know, again, artist fans. And when I say artist, I'm talking about entertainers, uh, you know, entertainment media and sports space. So, you know, anything from, you know, comedians to athletes to actors to producers, directors, the whole thing. Not to mention uh, everybody else being direct to consumer. So it's consumer to consumer. So you could not even be a celebrity and you could still push your content out there. But again, so I think we're experiencing an interesting era. Um, one that is seemingly um, of constant direct consumption um, that is also uh, seems to be unlimited. So uh, that's where we're at, folks. But um, this episode has been all about the sort of drive to Web 3.0, decentralization of information and um, sort of consumption of information. And um, we hope that you enjoyed the show. Uh, wishing you all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll be back with you uh, next week. And again, always appreciate you uh, listening in. The show has been brought to you by Bet Online. And uh, wishing you again a uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll be back on Monday, uh, December 27th, before we enter into uh, the new year. Thank you for making the Believe in Sports Law podcast the number one uh, sports law podcast sports law podcast in the world and um, look forward to being back with you uh, next week. Thank you again.